This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. And this is the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of the station. And one of the affairs we like to be all public about is arts and entertainment in our community. You like the way I segue with that, Naima? I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, anyway, entertainment, yes. Naima Krajan from the Goodwill Theater and the Shore Family Firehouse Stage, our guest again on the program today. We like having you in because it's always exciting. There's always really fun stuff that is going on um, over there in Johnson City. And really, you guys barely take a step back before you start tap dancing forward. We got all sorts of shows for the spring. Oh, my goodness. April is chock-a-block full. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and variety. I mean, people, when you say theater, they're thinking, oh, it's theater. But, I mean, you guys do everything. You've got a magic show well, that was this weekend. Yes. And, you know, that's what's different about us is that we're presenting in the Shore Family Firehouse stage. And presenters are different than producers. Um, so what we do is we bring in the touring artists, and that's what makes it so possible for us to uh, – to have this wide variety and diversity of, of what we bring in. Um, we do have occasionally SRO Productions, which rents our space, and then they produce a musical, and that usually plays for two weekends. But that's different, where they're rehearsing and picking the cast and, you know, doing the set and all of that. But what we do is we hire the touring artists that are not in the Southern Tier so that, so that we can bring that variety to the community. Well, your location, too, is quite has quite the history with um, kind of not so much the, I don't even want to say mainstream because jazz kind of sort of is, but not like what you would find the rock and roll shows that were downtown and the stuff that was going on in the clubs. You guys are located uh, where the old music box was, that little nightclub that was just this little tiny thing. Right, and that that had a great jazz history. So oh, I'd love that going was the there. reason that we went with jazz, yep. Really? Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was just, when I discovered that place, it was just so much fun to just pop in there. And it was, it was really just so intimate and just such a nice environment. And that's kind of what the the Shore Family Firehouse stage is. You you really have to say it's, it's just kind of cozy. It is. It's it's like a nightclub. We have the, um, you know, the table set up and we have concession now with food and fire so people can get, you know, get their cocktails and they can, you know, watch the show. Um, it's not a bar where you chit-chat or dance, but it's where you come to see a show. So it's really very, very much like a nightclub. Uh, and, um, and that's kind of the vibe that we have there. We have changed our seating. You can now uh, go online and you can see the seating chart and pick your seat. So we have some elevated areas so that people get a better view now. We have spaced things out a little more, which is making people during this, you know, pandemic time, making people feel a little more comfortable being there. So we're about 75 of our capacity we had in the past. But that's good because, as they say, people are feeling very, very comfortable to come. And uh, jazz, uh, by the way, April is Jazz Appreciation Month. So oh, is it really? We have a lot of jazz uh, at the Firehouse stage for them for the month of April. We've got the Cayuga Latin Jazz Project, and they're uh, here on Monday for our Enjoy Jazz series, which is April 11th at 7 p.m. And we've got the Teen Jazz Project, April 13th. 
that, that's um, a group of um, uh, high school kids that are from several different schools, and they come together, rehearse together, and then they do their concert. And we didn't have them for two years, obviously, because of COVID. So we're really happy that they're coming back. And these are the, you know, up-and-coming future jazz artists that are, you know, coming out of our area. And we're, we're really proud to have them. And then always in April, we have a big concert on a Sunday, and that is April 24th at 2 p.m., and we're bringing in Camille Thurman and the Daryl Green Quartet. Camille Thurman is somebody you don't want to miss because she is on an upward trajectory. She is winning awards. She is selling out. Um, she sings. She scat sings like nobody's business. She's a great um, saxophone player. She went to Binghamton University. She's not from the area, but she did get her education here, and we are so excited that she was willing to come back. We're we're thrilled that we have we're going to have her in the in the firehouse stage. So, lots of jazz for us in in the month of April. Well, one thing that's exciting with Binghamton University now, you guys have you know neighbors in Binghamton New York, but not exactly the arts uh, school or anything, but the whole expansion of Binghamton University's arts program. Uh, I don't think people realized that there were. Um, there were classes. There were some great opera singers from Tri-Cities Opera that were teaching at, at the Binghamton University and, as you mentioned, jazz and things like that. They, they think of the Anderson Center as a performing venue, but I don't think people really locally had thought too much about Binghamton University's School of Arts, and now that is really going to change, and maybe you'll be seeing more and more artists from BU making a, a stop in at, at the Shore Firehouse stage. Yes, we will. We're we're very excited about that because the uh, the arts were very strong at BU for many many years. Then um, kind of took a back seat, and now they're coming forward again. And I, but there have always been there, um, you know, working with Tri Cities Opera, the music uh, school over there, and the jazz programming has always you know remained very strong there. So um, it's getting stronger even more. And when you talk about our, our neighbors, um, one of the reasons I'm here at home for this is because they're in the middle of the construction for the next um, building over there. <laughs> so we, we hear the beeps and the, and the you know, crashes and the whatevers of everything they're building over there. So the new research and development building is going on right outside the windows of my office. So there's quite a lot of cacophony, but it's, it's the, the sound of progress. So we're very, very happy to have those neighbors. So a good thing. Before, I want to swing back and and, and do a, a little around the block talking about the progress, but before we get to that, I want to get back to our calendar. You've got another yes. uh, comedy show in, sandwiched in with all the jazz and unless she's playing oh, yes. singing we're, too. <laughs> we're dedicated to comedy, uh, especially uh, in this uh, pandemic period because we I booked uh, comedy at least once, if not twice a month during this current season. I felt like people really needed to laugh, to come together, to share a really happy, positive experience. And we're very lucky, um, you know, this past weekend having the magic with the comedy together. And then we have the Ladies of Laughter coming in on April 23rd at 7 p.m. We have different female artists that come from this agency, and they are always good. People really love them. And then it's not comedy and it's not jazz, but it's pretty fabulous when we have Stephen Nani. Yeah. And he's a local opera singer who also does 
some jazz interpretations. He does a lot of Sinatra. He does Johnny Mathis. Uh, he, you know, he is, you know, he's just a, a, a good-looking, incredibly talented singer, so versatile, and he's just a boatload of fun. So, you know, he fits in a lot of different categories, and we're very excited that he's going to do a concert of the songs that he loves. So it'll be a real mix on April 29th at 7 p.m. Well, that kind so of music, have... the singers and the standards kind of music, has really made a resurgence over the past I want to say almost 10 years, and it's continuing. It was something that maybe some people thought was a bit of a flash-in-the-pan nostalgia nod for a little while, but then you had the Rod Stewart's, and now, you know, Lady Gaga and and, and Tony Bennett and everything, that has it just hasn't gone away, so I think people have gained a new appreciation for the music of Frank Sinatra and Johnny Mathis. Oh, yes. You know, those standards are really written very, very well, and they stand up. To, uh, to time, um, actually, uh, we're we're bringing back our tenth this summer, and the final show in our in our tenth series is going to be um, in July on the twenty third, and it's Shades of Buble. So what we have there is three young men who are going to perform his arrangements, and they you know they bring an even more modern spin to his modern spin on on the arrangements, and I think people are going to really really like that. Um, these are three really talented young men from Manhattan, and they do all of the, you know, Michael Buble, and they're just all good-looking guys singing and and interpreting, and their voices are just absolutely stunning. So I'm, I'm looking forward to our 10th series this summer in the month of July, too. It, it's kind of funny how these the, the not even as far back as as that that kind of genre of music, but even a little more recently, even stuff from the '60s or the '50s, that uh, it's a new generation discovering the music and how timeless it really is. That uh, there's a new appreciation being found for all all sorts of different kinds of music now. Oh, definitely. I mean, I'm back to my tent series again because I just finished booking it. And, you know, we're bringing the tent back because people seem to really like it last summer. And, of course, we really just transferred last season into the tent and did it all in the summer. Right. So this year we're only going to be there for the, you know, for the five weeks. But I have um, – it's opening with a band called Annalie, which is obviously, you know, has to do with Puff the Magic Dragon. Once again, it's it's three young people who are doing the folk songs of the Kingston Trio and – and some Bob Dylan and this and that, but also Peter, Paul, and Mary. And uh, they are, you know, they're doing those well-loved songs, but they're doing them their way, and um, it's a it's a lot of fun. And many of us grew up to that music, and I think that sitting outside with, you know, um, with your friends under the tent, because our, in our tent the, um, the performers are covered, but so is the audience. So... You're, you're outside, but you're protected. You can have a great time. And once again, we have food and fire for our concessions. So you can sit there, you know, with a glass of wine or a cocktail or a soda or whatever your thing is and, uh, and enjoy this music. And oh, we also bringing back the sauce boss. And he does blues while he cooks gumbo. And then at the end of the concert, he gives everybody a bowl of gumbo. So that's kind of fun, too. <laughs> that's always fun when you can find food and music. That's always a great thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, swinging back around to, to what you uh, talked about with, with the construction all around there and, and things are going on. We talked uh, years ago. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> back when when we were looking at the vision of the the uh, Goodwill Theater, and I think that the firehouse stage was more of a gleam in someone's eye at that point, and hadn't really uh, hit the the road running as it has. But I remember you talking about how revitalization of the center village area of Johnson City and how you saw the Goodwill Theater and now the Firehouse Stage as being something that was going to be an integral part of that revitalization with, at that point, no inkling that there was going to be a giant pharmacy school right across the street from you and then the School of Nursing, the College of Nursing going in. Uh, but with those elements also coming and the desire of the people that utilize those facilities also to be entertained and have everything on their doorstep, this has got to be a golden age for the arts, theater, and entertainment in Johnson City. Oh, yes, it is. We're, we are so happy to be, you know, um, a, a partner in, in helping to rebuild the neighborhood. Uh, UHS is, is extremely helpful. Lords is helpful in their they're partnering with the gerontology and everything with the nursing school. So, you know, they're represented there in Johnson City also. And then, you know, um, Matt Paulus, who is, is putting in the, the new market rate uh, apartments and everything in the old factory. That's going to be just a couple blocks away. And also um, there's also the apartments that were recently done that are to the um, west of us. And that's, you know, those are terrific. So there's a lot of building for and, and spaces, there's a lot of really nice apartments above some of the shops on Main Street. People have been fixing those up. So uh, Johnson City is going to be a pretty good place to live and work and, you know, places where you can, you know, you can live in one of those apartments. You can walk to work at, at the hospital or at the university or, you know, it's got a great bus system for you to get elsewhere. So you don't necessarily need to have a vehicle. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of people that want to live that way. And, and who would have thought can... outside of like New York City having a neighborhood where you can walk to a, a, a place and, and sit down and enjoy jazz and, you know, a, a cocktail and friends and, and, as you mentioned, some places to eat and things like that. It's kind of odd to think about that with Johnson City. It, it is. But, you know, Johnson City is, is this really cool human scale. You know, there's nothing terribly tall. You know, it, it doesn't have, it still has this kind of vill village feel to it, real opportunity for people to um, to come in and invest in one of those, you know, small stores on Main Street. And we're, we're very excited to be a part of that. If people want information on tickets and all the shows that are coming up, how do they find out all that stuff and get their well, tickets and get entertained? They can call our box office, which is 607-772-772. Uh, 2404, and that's extension 301. Uh, they can come by our office, 67 Broad Street, but then they can go online to firehousestage.org, O-R-G. And then, as they say, new this year, you can pick your seats. Um, but I, some people come at the last minute because they, you know, pick their seats. But we always have the doors open one hour ahead. And Thanks for being my guest today. Thank you. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of the station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. Individual rates.